Um, so this episode is going to be about an apocalypse, an apocalypse of any kind. We don't know what's coming. And uh, I think we learned a lot in 2019, 2020, 2021, where whether it's pandemic or social unrest or here in Texas, the snowpocalypse. I think a lot of people have been preparing a lot of different ways and have been preparing poorly. Um, True. And uh, so we're going to dive into what that really looks like. And mm. with me, I think we have a great little group, a panel of brilliant minds that have fully subscribed to the idea of preparation. And uh, to my right, the one and only Matt Smith. Hi, Matt Smith. Nice nice to be here. Nice to talk about Apocalypse with you. Uh, uh, if you guys don't know me, uh, my name is Matt Smith. I'm the director here at Sheepdog Response. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the guy who gets blamed for everything uh, when it goes wrong, but it really does. Um, uh, I uh, come from a soft background like Tim. I was uh, in special operations. I was in the Army for 25 years. Almost all of that in special operations. I was a... Uh, I'm a retired Green Beret uh, Sergeant Major from Special Operations, and I worked in just about any type of infiltration and exfiltration in the military and, and been in just about every kind of austere environment you can imagine. I think I've been in the apocalypse a couple times yeah. <laughs> uh, throughout the years, uh, uh, a couple uh, combat rotations uh, under my belt, and then I came to, I came to te- I missed the snowpocalypse, but I came to Texas um, to, uh, to uh, after retirement to work for Sheepdog and continue to train. I think it's important work, and, and that's me. That's what I do. Yeah, and you're also our, our our TTRC. Yeah, like you designed that course. Yeah, I came on board up. originally as the resident uh, medical expert. I was, so I was a soft uh, medic. I was a medic the whole time I was in the military. So I was a medic and then became a soft medic. Uh, I was a paramedic. Uh, I went to uh, school, so I have a degree in emergency medicine, and then I did a master's in in health education. So I have a lot of uh, medical background. Okay. Uh, not a doctor, but uh, but almost all my education in. In health background, yeah. yeah in special operations, uh, to, to not a doctor, like doctors are great, but you are the ones that are at the next, con- not next cover and concealed position, but you're actually like with the guys, and that is the unique thing about. Yeah, frontline medicine. Yeah, it's so important. Tucker, so who uh, are you? I, I do not have a cool military background. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, cool background, maybe, not military. Um, right now, man, I just live on a ranch. Like, uh, I wrote a bunch of books, I sold a bunch of copies. Got totally spooked in 2020, and I was like, okay, I'm not ready at all for anything that's coming. And so moved out to Dripping, bought 45 acres, and now uh, far more ready than I used to be. Trained a bunch with you two. Um, and, and not just with us. You trained with lots of yeah, people. Yeah, a lot of different people. That's so important. Yeah. So um, Apocalypse. It's uh, the, What's it going to be as I mutter and stumble around? It's like you have no idea. I don't think it matters. It doesn't. No, that's the thing that like a lot of dudes get stuck up on like, oh, Klaus Schwab. And it's like, okay, he might be an evil Bond villain or a fumbling idiot. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's Chinese. It doesn't matter if up to a comet, it doesn't matter, right? Because you're going to have to prepare almost the exact same way for almost whatever comes. Yep. All the fundamentals, at least what I've discovered is the fundamentals are all the same. You know, I can spend a bunch of time worrying about who's doing what or what might happen or I can just spend my time getting ready, and then I'm going to be ready for almost anything that happens. Yeah. There, there's there's this resounding theme that is absolute ignorance that comes from the tough guy alpha male community that's like, man, I love all these preppers, you know, because they don't know how to shoot, but I got my guns. I'm going to go take whatever right. I want. My prepping yeah. is buying ammo to take your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I got ammo too, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Guess I what? got guns too. That's we not, can shoot, people. man. That's not a safe plan. I got, plan I got in the 20 US. people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
In the U.S., that's not that's not a great go to hell plan. Definitely not in Texas. No. Um, So I mean, I think that's the lazy answer. You know, when when we come to people that we we talk about training, like how often do they train? What styles do they train? And do they train in martial arts? Do they do jujitsu? Do they wrestle? Do they do judo? Do they do any form of preparation? Do they understand how to sanitize water? You know, and you're like, well, I got a gun. Like that's always the lazy answer. You know, like. you know, when we're when, when we're going up, growing up in the teams, like there'd, there'd be that guy that would be like, you know, like, I'm glad you can fight Tim. You're like, but can you shoot? You're like, yeah, man. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I can shoot. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I have a background in shooting and martial arts, and I can think of maybe a handful of times, like the scariest times in my life. I was both armed and ready, and there were crowds, like ridiculous yeah. crowds when I was in Kosovo, where I just thought, yeah, this, this gun is not going to get me out of this no. situation. Uh. Yeah, it'll they, make it, it worse. Yeah, it almost makes it worse. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, as I am doing humanitarian stuff around the world, and some of the non-permissive environments that I'm working in, like it is apocalyptic in Donbass, yeah. like Eastern Europe, it is it is full-blown apocalypse. And if I had a gun, on, I'm gonna say a dozen occasions, if I had one on me, I would be dead. Mm-hmm. It'd be the end of me. Like, whether it was Russians, whether it was Ukrainians, whether it was some soft group that's pretending oh, like yeah, they're you're a different threat now if you have a gun. They, yeah. They react to you totally. Yeah, they pull, pull me out of a car and be like, what are you doing here? And then it's, it's an intense moment. Yeah. Like, you know, in, in Sierra School, the, the first moment when you have that kind of like capture moment, right. it's the most dangerous. Yeah. So you're trying to project who you are and uh, and you're... You're totally vestigial. Like you're a nipple on a dude. You serve no purpose. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what you're trying to get across immediately. Yeah. Um, but if like there are very clear times where a weapon is going to to make it worse. Makes and, you an enemy now. Yeah, not make it better. Yeah. So you're talking about the fundamentals. Yeah. In your mind, in your mind, what what are the fundamentals of preparation? What are the key com- components that people really need to spend their time on? I, I, obviously, there's all these different routes from like we talk about chemical, nuclear, biological, um, like. Um, pandemic stuff. How much medicine am I keeping right. on board? Like th- those are little offshoots. Well, it depends what you're talking about, though. Like, are you talking about what's the important thing for like an emergency preparedness, or what's like for a sustained sort of uh, living in a chaotic situation? Yeah, because it's not. Th- there's a lot of overlap, but they're not exactly the same. The it is assumed right. that an American, or for our society, to see total collapse. A person has to meet, miss three days of three days of food. Yeah, um, we yeah. never got to that during the civil unrest or to COVID. Yeah. You know, like um, when apocalypse was close, dude. Yeah, for some people. So there, was, there were lines yeah. of thousands of people in front of grocery stores. Yeah, oh yeah. And there were people that were fighting in front of grocery stores. Yeah. There were guns being Robbing pulled out. Each other. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the only the only real shortage we had was toilet paper. Yeah. Like. Maybe you couldn't get the exact brand of something that you wanted. <laughs> Maybe you couldn't get like you had to get grits instead of cream of wheat, yeah, or you could, yeah. you had to get instant oatmeal right. instead of regular oatmeal. But so there there was no lost meal, there was no lost day of meals, yeah. and people were already at a breaking point. Yeah, yeah because it, that it's you know it's subjective. Some people see that 
and that, that's an indication of it's it's go time. Yeah. You know, you're like yeah. a few minor conveniences they've lost, and already they're ready to start <laughs> robbing and looting. You know, I was bored driving around in my truck yeah. <laughs> just because like there's nobody on the on the roads. I'm like, this is amazing. So I'm just gonna like and just get loose with myself. Yeah, when you're when you're in your lifestyle, like you you constantly because we talked about it earlier, you put yourself in positions where you don't have conveniences, and so it doesn't get you fired up. But there's some people, you know, like I like this type of creamer in my coffee, and when it's not on the shelf, that's it. It's I go, can't even it's get go to Starbucks. Yeah. Start, start <laughs> on. Veins start bulging. Yeah. People's, yeah, the moment that pattern of life gets broken, that person, those people. What do you break. mean you don't have it? Uh, so, like, it is a. I, I think it's a little bit more sensitive of a, a line, a balance that our society walks of how close are we to true chaos and anarchy. Now, sustained to initial chaos and anarchy, those are different types of things. Yeah, we're talking like body armor, mobility, uh-huh. protection, sovereignty, but, food, water, yep. power, sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the initial, right? And then you have like this long, prolonged, phased yep. approach, um, and surviving the first portion. That's where a lot of bad things. That's where chaos and anarchy right. are going to ensue. So you have to be prepared prepared for that, and then comes the real work. Yeah. So I'm gonna say kind of both because there are overlaps. Yeah. So all right. So for me, in 2019, right? Like uh, I thought. I was like, you know, I had like a goofy little bug out bag. I didn't really know where I was going, but you know, my, my, my mental preparedness was pretty poor in 20. I had like guns, but they were like locked in a closet. You know, they're like locked in a thing in the closet, right? Like I was, we had a, a bunch of food, but I didn't think through what we had or, and then, uh, then, you know, 2020 hit and it was like, you know, people say the pandemic but really it was lockdowns it was not the pandemic right so you're not allowed to leave your house and then all right that's when the toilet paper stuff went nuts and everyone went crazy and then all the memes about like you know millennials when they're old having stocks of toilet paper still and all that but for me i really woke up uh about 20 mid 2020 when the blm riots started Mm -hmm. right and then it wasn't even the riots it was like just the riots combined with all these health officials being like, oh, no, no, you, you should be rioting. This is a worth, worse health emergency than COVID. And I'm like, okay, all at once, I'm like, this is all bullshit. And like, I've known you for years, rolled with you jujitsu for years. I always thought what you did was cool, but I, I never showed up to train because it's like, why? In 2019, my mindset is I live in America. It's safe. Like, people are coming. You know, like it, the adults are in charge and they'll show up if things get bad enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mid 2020, I realized now yeah. that's when I started training with you and then really breaking apart my whole realizing I have a bug out bag to nowhere, right? <laughs> like what happens if the power goes out? What happens if I can't get water? What ha- and I was like, oh, dude, I, was, I wasn't just unprepared. I, I would have been just as fucked as all these people who I thought were stupid and unprepared and mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know? And so for me, actually, I, I took a long journey, but I actually, I was like, all right, I'm not going to worry about mid-level preparation, emergency, like, you know, 24, 48, 72 hour emergency. I need to get ready for like, uh, in case there's sustained stuff. So like yeah. my wife and I bought a ranch and dripping, um, you know, uh, well, uh, rainwater like we we own our, with two sources of water three sources of power grid generator with buried propane tanks and solar food we have a year's worth stored in the house two plus years on the hoof outside growing stuff right like i'm not off grid but like we're you know and then community right we started a school right like 10 not even three minutes away 
uh, know tons and tons of people in the community, right? And it's like, okay, so short term, we're, we're very well covered, you know, like, yeah, but long for us, it's for me, it's more like, if things in society don't go the way I like, if there are people trying to make me do things I don't want to do, how prepared am I to say no? And how capable am I to say, no, I'm not going to put that in my body. I'm not going to do that thing that you want me to do. No, I'm going to be here with my family. And if you can't, if you don't have an option, then you can't, sometimes you can't say no. Right? I love that. So the, so, <laughs> we, the people, the reason that we, the people had any power, had any authority, had any control over the government, because that people were individually responsible. Mm -hmm. They're individually capable. They had carved their existence out of the woods and they could live off anything. And everything that they had was, was supplied by them. Mm -hmm. When your source of everything comes externally, you are vulnerable to whatever the external thing is. Mm -hmm. When you, whoever cuts the check gets a say. Yeah. I'm not about that. Yeah, me neither. I want to be able to say no. I want to be like, yep. if, if you want true freedom, you have to be able to provide for yourself and you have to be able to protect yourself. And that's where the individual responsibility comes from. And we as a society have gotten so lax and so relaxed, dangerously so, that our freedoms we have been willingly giving away for a long time. The only way we can get those freedoms back are for us to once again be free. And the only way that you can be free is for you to be independent. The, the difference I like to make on that, though, is people talk when they talk about freedom, they often think about like what rights am I granted or what am I allowed to do? I like to talk about sovereignty. Sovereignty is really about personal responsibility and about producing for yourself and being part of a community where you're a member of and you're contributing to and you, you know, like uh, because freedom can be freedom means a relationship to a governmental entity you may or may not have chosen. Sovereignty means I don't have to answer to anyone I don't want to. I don't have to be part of anything I don't want to, nor am I asking anyone else to be part of something they don't want to. Yeah. Right? No one has to go to the school my family and I, or my friends and I started. Like, we're not making anyone. You opt in or you opt out. Either mm -hmm. way, right? It, it works. Freedom's great within a governmental structure. The way it, I think the best way to protect freedoms is to ensure you have sovereignty, mm -hmm. right? I don't have to take. I don't have to, if I don't want to get a vaccine, I don't have to because I'm not reliant on another company, another government, another authority figure for any part of my survival. I can, I can be part of society a lot and great, add to it and get stuff and that's awesome. Or if the cost of that society is too high for me, I don't have to necessarily be a part of it or part of certain parts of it. Yeah, but you have no choice if you don't have a choice. Exactly right. Yep. So um, in... I'm going to break down what I think are like must have pockets, like areas of your life for both long-term and immediate. Um, one is medicine. Yep. Both on the preventative medicine side, which, which is going to be one of the most important parts, preventative medicine, not just immediate at like tactical medicine, trauma, bleeding control, you know, but like not getting sick when things are getting bad yeah. is, is super important. Yeah. Um, so medicine, sustainability in food and nutrient. So like that's food, Yep. food and water, being able to purify water. There's lots of different ways to do it. Most people do it wrong. Um, but real, real sustainable water. Like we are going to have water wars, maybe not in our life, but definitely in our kids' lives. Like, I mean, we live in Texas. Everything's a water war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, soon as, as soon as you mentioned wells, I immediately thought like yeah. even, even those are vulnerable now because yeah. 
so many people have access to the aquifer and like are, are, are getting it and taking it upstream yeah. and the, the shares of water within the aquifer are there's literally a debate Colorado now. Right yeah, yeah. Now. Here, here yeah. in Texas, they talked about there's a there there was there were landmark um, springs that they say, hey, we're going to shut them down permanently yeah. because um, we can't keep them up. So all these people are, are, are protesting like, hey, it's this landmark place where we should all be able to go. I'm like, yeah, yeah but water's a commodity, you know. Yeah. And then, and then last year when I was in Vegas, you know, I went out to the Hoover Dam and like you look Dude. down into that thing, you can definitely tell Lake that. Mead screws. Yeah, Lake like Mead, you can There's definitely no tell Mead. water is there a is no lake. <laughs> yeah. like, there no. used to be like, I remember going there and it was just Huge. endless water. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. in my lifetime, it went from endless water it's to It's below nothing. the drainage thing. Yeah, yeah. There. When you look at it now, now before they used to worry about kids jumping in for fun and now you worry about kids jumping in because they're going to die from yeah. the fall. Like yeah. the fall in the water would kill you. All the mobster bodies are coming up yeah. now. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like 11 now. Yeah, did you hear about the boats? They they found all these boats yeah. that they sunk in World War II yeah. when the Colorado level uh, level went down. So yeah. So we have medicine, we have food sustainability and water, uh, we have mobility, and we have security. Like the, these are like the four. Yeah. I, I, I hate to oversimplify it yeah. into just like these po- these pockets, but being able to protect you and yours, yeah. being mm-hmm. able to feed and water you you and yours, yeah. keep you and yours healthy, and be able to move you and yours. Move includes having a place to go. Yeah. Um, and sometimes not, sometimes, sometimes it's just getting out of Dodge. You know, like if you're, you're, if you're in a nuclear black radius, blast radius or, um, during snow apocalypse, we very quickly learned that there were grids that were protected because there were hospitals in there. Mm -hmm. So those grids never went down. I was on one. That's awesome. Yeah. I got luck. Total luck. Yeah. Total luck. Um, some of them, there were people that froze to death, that old people that just had no no generator, no way to keep warm, and no friends, no community. Yeah, that's what you're like yeah. when you're talking about the community is the most important part there because so, if nobody's there looking out for them, and I they think never community that. over is overarching into all four of them because I don't think you can successfully do any four of those without community. Yeah, no. yeah. So I wouldn't have a fifth category. Like that's the that's that's the four cornerstones. That's the category that oversees almost all yep. of them. Yeah. It has to be infused into all of them. Like, yeah. cool, you're a tough guy. You're a black belt. You're a professional shooter. Um, you're by yourself, and I come with my five friends. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. I've you're, you have no chance. Yeah, all human potential is truly limited by the amount of, of communities, others that you can get on the same cause. Yep. Like, you can only do so much as an individual. It's getting people together, like-minded people, to, you know, for that, a cause that, that really That might be the biggest thing that I had to really shift in early on is understand, like, uh, and I never rationally cognit- or consciously thought myself into this, but I had to get rid of the, oh, the Rambo idea is nonsense. Like, it's yeah. the, and it's a cool movie, but the idea that, that I am going to... That yeah. I am gonna survive and thrive, <laughs> like by myself or with my family and no one else is off. The whole concept of off grid is nonsense. It's very difficult. Yeah. Complete nonsense. Yeah, uh, you, you can live with very few inputs from unsustainable systems. Fine. No such thing as off grid. No way. In fact, the most off grid people are usually larger communities that are all produced like Amish, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But they're a huge, huge community. Yeah, the you wouldn't know where to go. The tighter the community. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Mormons the and Amish. Yeah. yeah like, true. they yeah. got it right and they figured it out a long time ago. And there's a yeah. reason why there's so much hate thrown at them. Yeah. Like, they looked so crazy in 2010. Yeah. And here we are at 2020 and we're like, yeah, right. Oh, hey, what's so? Uh, I got a couple Google, of questions. What's it yeah, take to be? Yeah, uh, we got a bunch of questions for him. <laughs> so, yeah, is there any openings at your church? <laughs> so, <sighs> yeah, that's true. So that's what I was talking about before because it's an interesting experience. I'm a big fan of the show alone. I love the show alone, huh. not for the survival aspect because most of the survival stuff they're doing on there is very simplistic yeah. um, survival things like starting a fire, building a basic shelter, all those things. Most stuff I have experience with through either seer training or other training that I've done or just being outdoorsman 
over the years. The interesting thing is the human experiment that you see from it, because uh, that's what I was talking about earlier about the hierarchy need, hierarchy, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is because as long as they're in survival mode, as long as they're just trying to get water, food, build a shelter, they're nearly content being alone. But the problem is once they advance past that, quickly they get to the next threshold. And once those needs are met, even when, you know, and they're pretty good at it, they're good survivalists, most of them. Once that's met, it really starts to beat them up. And most of them tap out because they don't have a community. That's the one thing that they're denied in the show. Yeah. And they're good at all the it's other things. It's called alone. Yeah, and it's called <laughs> alone, right? And so they're, they're good. And so the first season, I thought that the challenge was to be out there for a year and um, it quickly was apparent that it wasn't gonna happen. And then most of the people started quitting after 30 days because they were doing a great job of surviving, but couldn't be alone. Like being alone and not having a community, well, they, they pick up the phone and they're like, get me out of here. Humans are network beings. Yeah, we don't, yeah without the network, they, without they dissolve humans. quickly. Yeah, right. yeah, it's yeah. like one fax machine. Yeah. <laughs> it's this. Yeah, Same thing. it's true. Yeah. It's true. On the medicine side, how do you, um, both in like the emergency phase, the transition phase, and the sustained phase, what are, th what, are, what are like staples? What are things that, one, preventative, two, like you have to have with you, mm -hmm. um, let's say your stay in bag and your go bag, yeah. and then three on the sustained side, like what does that look like? That's, that's the hard part, because that's the, that's the long game, what we call like prolonged field care. Um, there are two different worlds typically in soft medicine. There's trauma care or immediate care, that's easy. Um, most people with a, with a little bit of know-how can manage through that. First and foremost, the, the human body heals on an atomic level. It does better at healing itself than you could ever try to do with any kind of salves or medicines or tinctures or anything like that. You just got to get it on a path to do it. It's keeping it on that path that's, that's tough in survival situations, you know, sans uh, medical, you know, um, professionals or medical treatment facilities. So trauma medicine, that's easy. You can cover that with basically what goes into IFAC. Bandages, for sure. Hemostatics, modern hemostatics, great. Got a long shelf life. As long as you keep them dry and sealed, they'll, they'll serve you well. That's just dressings that are impregnated with an agent that helps stop bleeding. You can get them at Walmart now. You get them at pet stores now. You get them anywhere. And so if you don't know about those things, you just know about them. We talk about them in our courses. Um, tourniquets, you know, like I'm always, a, I'm a huge advocate for a tourniquet. You should have a tourniquet with you at all times. It's great. I always say if you got kids or kids in sports, if you're a hunter and you don't have a tourniquet, you're, you're blowing it. You should have that thing because it's, it's, a, it's a, a lifesaver. Yeah. Um, those are simple here and now medicine. Prolonged field care is a different story because once I, once I devolve or once I wind up in a true survival situation, it's not reactive but proactive medicine that becomes more important because I can't afford to get sick. Now it's now it's a it's a long game of making sure I'm diligent and I boil water and I'm diligent and I stay clean at every opportunity that I can. And I'm diligent and I don't put myself in situations because a broken bone could be a game ender. Yeah. A, a, a sprained ankle could be a game ender in a long game survival situation. So it it switches dramatically from instant medicine to prolonged field care or, or long medicine. And then it's all about sanitation. Um, one of the greatest books um, uh, that and have long since been advocated by medical professionals is a great book. And I did a video about it a while back um, called Where There Is No Doctors. And it's about village medicine and community medicine. And 
nine tenths of the book is about field sanitation is just about staying clean and understanding the basics of don't get sick mm. because once you get sick, it's a lot harder to get back from, mm. you know, the threshold than it is. It's much easier to maintain and stay away from, from illness than it is to repair it. Once you have it, if you don't have modern treatment facilities, and that's no different than what we talked about before about everybody's become very accustomed to just being able to pick up the phone yeah, and get it fixed. Um, even in the face of COVID where now, um, in the modern day, every, everything's done telemedicine. Yeah. Like I, I don't even go to the hospital anymore. The guy just calls me and we, we do it over the phone or we do it over, um, you know, uh, you know, zoom meeting or something. But when it's truly you and yourself and your family or just a small community of people, so much of your energy has to go forward or uh, towards, um, preventive medicine that people often underestimate you, you how much of nutrition. You got to do. Yeah, absolutely. Like, nutrition one, should be no Hy- nutrition top tier. But most doctors don't. Yeah, nutrition and hygiene are, are yeah. top tier, which means like whatever yeah, exercise. I put in. Yeah. Exercise, hygiene, and nutrition, sanitation, I think are the most important preventative yeah. measures. Yeah. When you look at everybody that got sick um, during the pandemic, they they were all immune at risk yeah. not officially of because yeah. of something that was like wrong with them yeah. it was obesity yeah. it was, it was literally one of the things yeah. that one yeah. of the reasons yeah. you could move to the front of the line they'd be like hey what's your health problem well like i'm obese I'm come on to the front it, of the yeah. line yeah. diabetes you know, like, it wasn't yeah. great before i went into sh- as became a shut-in and now it's really bad yeah the i i really never understood or appreciated in selection nature nature is metal do you follow them on instagram Yes. Yeah. Wow. So amazing. I love that constant reminder. I love reading their, their just a couple of paragraphs about how nature does not care. And during special forces selection, there were some guys that got bit by bugs. There were some guys that would walk at night and walk into a stick. And there were some guys that would step into a burnt out tree stump and roll their ankle. And all of the, all those guys became non-selects. Yep. And those, that was a natural, it was in real time, us watching our peers. And well, these are- You mean they would quit or like they'd get hurt? And they'd get hurt and, and they're get, out. Yeah, once you get injured, you're out. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I think there's no- And it was- so, You don't get a second chance or something? Sometimes, sometimes it you don't. Depends on the dude. Yeah. Most people don't have the fortitude to come back. Like, well, it's pretty It's pretty defeating when you don't make oh, it. Oh, when you've gone a long way and yep. you got to go all the way back yeah, to yeah, the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah you know, when you get back to that, that hierarchy of needs, yeah. you know, like you're alone yeah. and yeah. like maybe you're safe, maybe you're secure, maybe you're provided for, like you're suffering, you're not getting enough food, not getting the water, but then you like roll your ankle right? and you just opt out. You just yeah. like self-select. Yeah. You just break. Yeah. But in this natural selection, th- there's a reason why those guys were getting bit by bugs. They had nasty hygiene. Yeah. They had nasty diets coming in. They, you could smell them like on the mats. You've heard me do it sometimes. Yeah. Like I'll get in somebody's face. I'm like, you don't you, eat well. You're a smoker. You stink. Yeah. And like <laughs> you're, you're breathing hard right now because yeah. you're fat. Yeah. You know, I can smell your diet. You disgust. You're usually pretty subtle about it. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. But like the, the, it, it, things started to like make sense. And the reasons that like Matt didn't walk into a stick at night is because he was being very deliberate and anally retentive about it. Yeah. And <laughs> like, I'm it's kinda, hard. It's hard to do, man. That's, that's was the hardest part of it is like really not coming off that because literally I would walk with a stick in front of me because I don't want to walk through a spider web and have something as stupid as a, a spider bite to the face. Your stick me or your house. rubber duck? Because I yeah, would take yeah. my rubber duck. Yeah, I would use a rubber duck. Yeah, and I'd, I'd hold it like this. You're holding an ready. angle as you're walking. Rubber, like a, oh, yeah. you mean the rubber gun? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't know what that. I'm, <laughs> yeah, you're I'm like, like rubber duck. duck. Why are you carrying that's this? That's what they call course. a plastic gun or yeah. the, the, the rubberized gun that you okay. would carry because they yeah. wouldn't let you out there with a real gun. And I take my hat and I pull my hat all the way down to like my eyebrows. Yeah, no doubt about it. 
the rim of my hat would be like right here. Yeah. And I'd have my and I'd have my gun sticking right right up next to my hat. Yeah. And I just like I was just here. Yeah, I'm not the only one. Like that's how you do it. Like if you're navigating through the deep brush, yeah. you don't have something in front of your face. You're either gonna get no, a you're yeah, either gonna totally. get a stick in the yeah. eye or you're gonna get a. And I would heel toe everything <laughs> everywhere that I went. Like yeah. I could feel a stump about. Okay, I'm gonna go the other way. Uh, you know, because um, one rolled angle, one busted knee. You know, you're uh, you're out. Yeah. There's no. Uh, yeah, there were times I saw guys who would run across roads, you know, because they're trying to make time. And there were times like I don't want to run because I don't want to risk doing this. And you feel a little silly, but then you're standing there at the end, and you're like, maybe yeah, I wasn't so silly as you. You have to be very, very diligent. That's yeah, rubber duck. Right right oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Doug called it up, but it's, of course, it not was that all one. Pictures of rubber ducks. <laughs> not that. Not well, look, there's a green beret one. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the rubber ducks. Yeah. So I, I use that for just uh, just about everything there, but. That is the same thing. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's ounce of prevention. You know, it's like, you know, it's worth a pound of cure for sure in those situations. And most people don't have the staying power for it to because they'll get lazy. They won't treat water. You know, they'll 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 say this water looks clean enough, and I'm just tired of doing it because this is the other thing I shared when when me and Tim were talking earlier. And you may have you you maybe um, have been in a similar situation. You know, in outdoor situations, but when you're deployed everything becomes a task right. it's what we what we take for granted now i get up in the morning i go to the sink and i, I brush my teeth and all that's it's all easy it, it comes easy yeah. even even if it, even if it seems we live mundane, in the safest, most you don't, abundant you don't realize how easy it is but once you're deployed everything is a task getting water is a task yeah. brushing your teeth is a task washing your clothes by hand is a task <laughs> and it all takes some portion of your day away yeah. you realize your day gets whittled down to these tasks because now they're major events not right. there's no do automation you, to do it yeah. and you realize how much of your time is absorbed with manual labor hygiene just yeah. labor just you know i mean hygiene do you remember the stinky task. guys yeah, yeah do you remember the stinky guys getting staff yeah. yeah do you remember the stinky guys having I like treat i had to treat it yeah their feet were like you know you know when I, i'll tell you when it happens as a medic you know it because the second you dip your spoon into food and you're about to put it in your mouth is when somebody comes over and says hey doc can you take a look at this never <laughs> fails without a doubt you're like come on man i was just about to eat but though it's like and it's always the worst but that's the other thing is like um monkey butt yeah. Freaking monkey butt, which well, is like you, when you're out there and like you're, you don't wipe well enough. No, crotch no. rot. Yeah, but or crotch rot because these guys, like when you're in selection and you're out there, there were guys who got taken out literally from rash from from because you sweat, so you're, you're salty, you you you're doing poor hygiene, you're crapping right in the woods. Little area. Yeah, you're not wiping well. You're not like doing. When I say hygiene, like you, you're sweating all the time. So yeah, sweat's right. going down your back. It's going down your yeah. armpits. It's going down your. Yeah, you get all stains all, all over. Yeah, no, so like, it's, you, you're walking and you're you're sweaty. Your, your legs are literally friction. It's abrasive because yeah. it's like in salt building. Yeah. And then yeah. you add any level of poor hygiene on top of that, which means oh, you get yeah. you get lazy. You don't wipe or you, you you don't you don't clean yourself. You don't take the time to do it because it has to be added into the equation. But. I, I think it's unimportant because it's it was unimportant in my past life, you know, when I, when I had all my conveniences. Yeah. So it shouldn't be that important now because it, it'll come, you know, the shower's just right around the corner, but that's not the true anymore. Yeah. And then you see you see studs. Like, I remember getting off the trailer. They take you out in these cattle trailers and looking to my left and right and these young rangers and saying, yeah, mate, you know, maybe I don't have what it takes to do this. And you're like, these guys are beasts. You know, they're they're specimens. And then seeing them a day later, literally crippled with monkey butt, with like the rash so bad they can't even stand up, yeah, and they're they done. Can't move, they're they crying can't walk. for their mamas. They still every single one of these things are must pass gates, whether it's like a run or a yeah. ruck, and they can't move. And like if you can't move, 
Movement is life, right. you know, in, in, in like this yeah. survival sense, uh, being able to go get food, being able to sanitize water, being able to go hunt. So hold on, because this is obviously like fascinating to me. I didn't go through this. Is it more of a mindset? It's not information. It's no, not no, like no, that, no. No one ever told me to wipe my butt. They do tell you. They do well, tell you. They just don't. They, they, just, they just don't underestimate listen it. or they think it they doesn't matter. matter. What, what is like... So selection is a mini apocalypse. Yeah, right. you know? I love it. It's a great, it's a perfect model for it. it. Is. Yeah. And it's beautiful because it self-selects people. Right. People get sick. People get hurt. People like when I say self-like, they flat out quit. Yeah. And those people would be starving. Those people yeah. would be going and doing something desperate. Yeah, those yeah. people would be going to a neighbor yeah. and be like, "Give me your food," and then they're in a gunfight. Yeah. And you know, and 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 this this self self-actualization when that esteem and those last two phases when people are desperate when they don't have the security they don't have, they're going to do desperate things yeah, right. yeah when you're at these bottom three yeah when you're you going to do food yeah. you're going to do dumb things yeah. and yeah. those people are going to eat themselves yeah they yeah. do uh, and it happens in selection too and you watch them and it happens in a matter of 21 days and it's just really humbling because you see guys with incredible potentials that are awesome soldiers sailors marines they're awesome at it, but at the very highest level, that's the difference between the guys who wind up in special operations and the guys who don't. Right. Is they're amazing at it up until you've got a little more tolerance probably for dealing with not having belonging or or those higher level or esteem where people telling you you're doing a great job. Like yeah. some people need it and other people like can do with a little less of it. Yeah. And those people tend to do better on their own over a long duration. But it's it's incredibly humbling because when you watch watch it happen to somebody it's humanizing when you see right. it you're like literally that guy just came apart from emotions you know he's an absolute beast physically right but emotionally he just got destroyed from the inside out yeah. because he hit his threshold and when you see somebody hit their threshold and it's humbling for you you like on the inside like, you're like wow i can't believe everyone that just has saw. one though right yeah or not? i don't yeah. know yeah yes i mean yeah but like <laughs> everybody but tim <laughs> no not, not like, yeah. Like, yeah of course we, we've been surrounded by i so i don't know there's some people that i have i don't think externally they could ever reach that threshold right you know and that's what i aspire to I have, i've met a few people in my life where i think i was like they must not you know ever but you know. then, uh, but then I see, but uh, you know, I, uh, there's times when I see a hint of it and go, yeah, they must, you know, Hold of on. Is, it, is it that they don't have the threshold or they hit it and they regroup and decide to go? Yeah, on? that's, that's, yeah. that's what I think, yeah. but that's what I mean. That's why we're, we're, when you're there, those are the, the people who can extend their threshold because they're able right. to regroup and kind of dip into reality a little bit and say, you know, like I can get this all back together. And so they, they can extend. Right. And so they, they wind up, some people don't, they just can't see that path. And they, they, they falter. You know so what, some people have the capability to do it and others don't. And other people are just really hardened. You know, maybe, maybe they had a really tough uh, childhood. Yeah. Like going, harkening back to the loan, the one guy who won like the million dollar challenge, yeah. I swear if that guy never saw another human. It, he'd I mean, be fine with it. Yeah, he'd be fine with it. But yeah. the guy shanked a musk ox. Do you see the, if you've never seen this episode, you must see it. No. Like he was out there and he, he butt shot a musk ox and it, the thing wasn't dying fast enough. The sun's going down. And so he just... Uh, took turns running at it, stabbing it a couple times with a knife no bigger than this. And it took him like 15 times and he finally fell that thing. And I was like, this guy might be the greatest survivor <laughs> on the face of the earth. I was like, this guy just prison shanked the muscle. I love that we're talking about apocalypse and, you know, yeah. like we, we have these big pools, but we have been philosophically talking about the yeah, human is all, condition. Yeah, this is the philosophical. Uh, be, uh, because once you're prepared and uh, we're uh, some prepared dudes here, we immediately are going to like the final portion of uh, an apocalypse, long, long phase apocalypse, yeah. which is like what's happening in here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the preventative side, this is not ever going to be hardened. This is never going to be 
that's the part I think that most people aren't prepared for. I think you can pile up all kinds of supplies. My 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 brother is a professional prepper. Him and his family, they have an m- no. amazing, amazing amount of stuff. I remember um, uh, my sister, his wife, she, sent, she said, hey, Matt, can I send you a list? Can you look through our stuff and see if you see anything missing? And I'm expecting like a laundry list, and it was a you know a six sheet spreadsheet yeah, of right. this like go bags and this six and that. I was like, you guys are exceptionally prepared. And then the one thing I didn't see on there that I, I hit her back with and said, hey, um, you might want to look into getting some trekking poles. Yeah, you know, I she's like, right. yeah, she said trekking poles, and I said, yeah, and she questioned that, and she's like, why? And I was like, well, how far do you guys have you ever walked with all that stuff on, you know? Like, because that's not something you do on a daily basis. Uh, and you're probably not prepared. Like, you got a lot of stuff in your go bag. Have you put it on your back and uh, taken a walk with it? Uh, yeah, because, right. like, trekking poles is like having four legs. And you, yeah. it is a, it's a force multiplier. And you'll, yeah. you'll wind up getting I mean, Because the idea is to walk out or you're stuck somewhere without a vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Are you truly prepared to move with all that stuff that you've set aside to, to prep with, you know? You know, but, I hadn't thought about it. You get, so, like, I got all these, you know, fancy uh, masterminds and high-level people. And, like, this idea is starting to get through really de- like a lot of those people like come in like, two years ago they thought it was a kook and now they're like dude what uh, yeah what now yeah, yeah right yeah. can you can you set me up with it and uh but there's all there's a so like maybe 10 20 percent are figuring it out and starting to get ready yeah but there's a, another percentage that are like i swear to god a dude said this uh, it was in july in south carolina at a thing i was at he said, uh, it, we, it was a panel discussion kind of like this, except without like advanced military dudes, more dudes like me. And the dude's like, yeah, well, you know, if I have to just eat Franks and beans in a bunker, then I'm just going to kill myself. Like, I'm just, it's not worth it. And I'm like, well, okay, that's a view, but those aren't the only two options. Yeah. But like I, for the first time ever in my life, I've started, and this isn't some idiot, you know, like what he's like, a, I think I was a financial advisor and like a big one, like he mm-hmm. has a ton of money, you know. Like the idea that they don't even want to live in a world that isn't exactly as abundant and simple and easy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I've never seen anyone really. I've seen. I've heard of situations where you know, like, whatever, like, uh, you know, within Serbia and all the wars, and you hear about all the stuff that happens there. I've never heard Americans say that. Yeah. Like before it even happened, it's not like he's dealing with it now. He's just imagining it yeah, not too, and quitting already. It's true. Not not many of the people that we know or work with them, because most of them have been to third world countries. And once you've been to one and you really see, you're like, yeah. wow, like that we really do have abundance. Yeah. But once you see that, you know, it, it kind of changes your perspective. Because I might have been that person growing up where like I, d- I did come from a middle class family, you know, a, yeah. that um, I really, uh, you know, like I, it wasn't a rich family, but we never really had to. I mean, I, I, don't, I now looking back, I never saw that. I can't see real struggle, um, like hand to mouth type struggle. Yeah. My my folks worked hard, and they provided. Yeah. Um, but when you go to a place where like there's no such thing as pocket change, right. then you and you see that, and you go. Yeah, man. There's oh. we live in a world of abundance, even our worst off, and then and it really puts it in perspective for you. And you're yeah. like, wow, you know, they, these people they walk ten miles a day just to get water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That quality of life is something I think that um, not that you're. We have families. Yeah. You know, um, in obviously in my preparation, the most important thing is the sustainment for my family. Yeah. Um, it's c- could I go and be Rambo? Yeah, yeah and that'd be terrible, and I'd, <laughs> I'd kill myself because yeah. I'd be away from my family. Um, you know, I was like, I have a stuffed animal in my little truck go containment right. system. You know, I have 
a deck of cards. I have yeah. like th- those are important things. Right. Um, you know, is is on the preparation and preventative medicine side and staying healthy and nutrition. Like, yes, those are super important, but so is the people component. Yeah. You know, like not forgetting the individual. The point. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. the point. It's the point of the whole thing. The yeah. point is surviving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you go from like end state and then reverse plan, I think most people start with like, this is what I'm, here's the things that I'm like, I'm going to have a good gun. Right. I'm going to have a good pistol. I'm going to have a shotgun. I'm going to have a rifle. You know, I'm going to have plenty of ammo. You know, like I have like a, here's all my different filtration systems, my water purification. This is where I'm storing all my food. You know, it's like, like going to the individual first. So here's, here's my wife. Here are my children. Mm-hmm. Here are their needs. Yeah. How do I meet yeah, those go backwards and reverse plan from yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. That's why we got on land. Yeah. Cause yeah. like my wife and I were like, okay, if things go, you know, like full apocalypse, societal collapse, okay, different thing. But short of that, how do we make sure we have a situation where we're together, mm-hmm. we're around like-minded people, mm-hmm. and we have the best possible chance of not just surviving, but thriving relative to the situation? Yeah. And for us, it was like, oh, we're in Texas. Let's get on land. Let's build redundant, resilient systems and go from there. Be around a bunch of other people who are the same way. So yeah. none of these people are coming over to us with their guns. They've got their own stuff. Yeah. 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 On the, uh, how, how do you like, like-minded? Um, I, one of the many things I love about the, the thing that we do for a living and the people that we're around constantly is we are finding other like-minded people Correct. and we're, we're able to have almost a filtration system yeah. of, all right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and bring that guy into the fold. We yeah. literally just had this conversation in yep. his office a few minutes ago. It's like, yeah. what do you think of this guy? Is he solid? Is he yeah. good? Is he competent? Is, does he have an experience? Does he have a background? Like, and in, in real time, we're like, man, let's, let's keep figuring him out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And because we have literally thousands of them, we get to be super selective mm-hmm. and doing that. You, I love, love to the, like the bottom of my heart, the special operations, we have these rules. And uh, one of them is, is that you cannot per, prepare for a disaster or a crisis after the crisis has already occurred. Yeah, that's that beforehand. Yeah. And we talk about that in the class when I say, yeah, yeah. The, when the shit hits the fan is not the time to try and be an amazing hunter. Yeah. Like if I you didn't practice it ahead of time, it ain't coming four. to you naturally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Make sure you yeah. You're not gonna live s- long enough to learn to do it. The soft truths. The soft truths. Yeah, because they are my favorite. Yeah. Um, you cannot mass produce. You can't mass produce them. Special operations. No, that's that soft. S O F. S O F. Yeah. Um, the soft truth. <laughs> with the uh, the next one, which I love, is that people are more important than hardware. Yeah, every right. every bit. That's my favorite one there too. And that we talk yeah, about yeah, it in soft all the time. We talk about uh, human capital, meaning like with that is really the value of the people. The what you have around you, the combined strength of the people around you, what they bring, and where where their strengths pick up where your deficits are. That's really what makes soft like characteristically right. different than and, and uh, other. These forces. soft truths are, are embodied not just at an organizational regiment level, but down to the individual. Yeah, you know, like it happens in selection. It happens in every single tritter. These these are the things that you're looking for during team week, when when we, we, you know you have you have 15 studs, 12 of them are going to move on. Right. These are the these are the eliminators. These are the characteristics that we're trying to find. Is that somebody appreciates this person sitting across from you more than the thing more than whatever it is that they're trying to do. Like the, the, the people are more important than hardware, you cannot mass produce these people. And um, like, I think on the preparedness side, taking this philosophy and applying it through mobility and security, sustainability, nutrition, preventative medicine, 
Um, and having this as the filter is, is a pretty powerful tool and component. Yeah, so humans are more important than hardware, quality more important than quantity, special operations can't be mass produced, competent SOF can't be created after emergencies, and then they require support. Huh. So we don't know, like right now we're in good times again. Um, yeah, guess for, what? For the election is coming. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Like there are going to be protests. Oh, and um, yeah. I mean, like. Yeah, I'm ready. It's going to be tense. Yeah. It's going to be tense. That's midterms, man. right? Yeah, and yeah. then like yeah. the 2024, we have an, a big election and that's going to toss things. And it was, okay, George, George Floyd, horrific what happened to him. Yeah. But it was one man that cities burned. Yeah. Cities oh. burned to the ground. Yeah. Entire blocks, food, um, car dealerships, storage facilities, neighborhoods. Yeah. Entire yeah. blocks burnt to the ground. Yeah. Uh, and it can happen like that. Mm -hmm. So, number four there, you cannot prepare after emergency. No. You have to start preparing dude, now. That, in 2020, I realized, dude, like, it, it was, I remember it. I was walking, uh, it was like on a walk in, in my neighborhood. I lived in Barton Creek at the time, like gated, you know, I thought I was safe, all that nonsense uh, still in my head. And like, there was some sketchy dude driving around. And I remember like, you know, I didn't have a weapon on me. I'm walking in my gated neighborhood. Why would I need that? Yeah, right. Yeah. And this is literally like at the peak of the, you know, Antifa BLM stuff. And I remember my, uh, like thinking like my wife was with me, I had two of my kids. I remember thinking, oh shit, like nothing happened. But like if this dude uh, was decided to stop, like, okay, I can probably choke him out. But if mm -hmm. he's got a weapon, I'm not arm barring his knife or his gun, no. you know, like I'm like. And you're that, a talented, like you're a right. talented martial artist. But like not useful against a gun or a knife. No. That was li literally one of the most important things I learned in, in level one was like, I remember because the first day we did unarmed, I'm like smoking all these dudes, you know, huffing and puffing these women. I'm like, you guys, you guys don't know grappling. And the next day you brought knives out and I'm like, these old ladies are stabbing Game me. Game changer. Liver, right. And I'm like, yeah. oh no, like I would have gotten into a, I would have taken grappling mindset in a knife fight and I would have been killed. Yeah. And like I'm like, oh, thank God I learned this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the big eye, that's the biggest eye opener of the Ooh. level one course for everybody because we yeah. get high level grapplers in yes. there all the time. And I'm yes. like, be ready, fellas, because yes. tomorrow when that knife comes out, nobody a, can't triangle somebody with a knife in their hand. Dude, it's uh, over. I, like it was it was actually emotionally very difficult for me. That like, but then like I remember walking walking around the neighborhood and seeing that and realize because like it wasn't real before. Yeah. And now it's like you know, nothing happened, but it's like it's happening all over the country. Yeah. Like it could have happened here. Could have. Yeah. In the none of those people expected it to be in their backyard no, when it did not. when no, it erupted. No, here. you live in Minneapolis. What a yeah. safe city. Yeah. Like uh, who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have yeah. thought Minneapolis? You, nobody. Nobody equated the burn the, the to the yeah. ground. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That number one is uh, it's both internal and external. The humans are more important than hardware. The uh, when, I, when I say internal. Your example of the guy, if I'm just going to eat freaking beans, I'm just going to kill myself. That yeah. is an internal, that is a human problem, right? Yeah. Like, even if he had all of the stuff, uh -huh. he'd yeah. still be done. Yeah. Like, he's already broken there. Right. And, like, that can be fixed. That can be trained out. And that, that can absolutely be, like, conditioned uh -huh. to be fixed. Yeah. But the, the human component, both, and then on the external side, knowing that, you know, you, your family, your your tribe, and your, and your, your group are more important than any of the stuff that you have. Cool, you got the greatest generator in the world. You're like, I have a community. 
Hold on. I want to go back to what you said. You said that can be conditioned and fixed. Are you sure? I am sure. No, no, not. Okay, hold on. Because what he said was, if, if uh, you know, if I have to eat Franken beans, beans and live in a bunker, his point was, if I don't get this awesome lifestyle I have now, I don't want any life. That seems like a choice. Yeah. Whereas if you came in and said, you know, if I have to eat Franken beans and live in a bunker, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. ability can be learned, yeah. right? Uh, you can take a mindset, harden it, and prove it. Cho- but it choices, seems like there's a cho- no, cho- choice. You know? Choices can change. So, no, I mean, they can change, but that's got to be internal. It is. It? But I said it's both internal and external. Yeah, that's why the human component is important. Like, you give that man one reason to live and one reason to fight for it. He's like got that a wife and kids. That, that just blows my mind. Me too. That's yeah. why I was it's, so weird. It's strange. I also, I also wonder about his resolve in that situation, in that, in that statement, because, or, you know, like, how if he'd really actually go through that and say, oh, I just want to, I suppose that there are some people that would say, if I don't, I don't have this certain quality of life, that's fine. Just put me on a boat, float me out to sea. Just give me a Viking funeral. I'm done. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to be around anymore. You know, I don't want to live on this world anymore. But a lot of people, once their lizard brain kicks in, are going to be like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. They're going to change and be like, wait, you know. Well, this brings up a point. It's more of a question. Survival is a choice, though. It Isn't is. it? And yeah. so you've got to really... It's the number one choice. Most right. survival experts say the very first thing you need to do is decide to survive. Okay, Without that, a doubt, that's, decide. That, that, that's the first thing they yeah, teach you in seer school. Yeah. This. Decide to be here. I think because you are so... You embody that. You have so made that choice so long ago that it's so a part of you. I almost feel like... Yeah, but you've, you've seen people on these mats here that have come in that I'll say were cowards, that were quitters. Ah, but they showed up here. But they showed up... And then, yeah, but the ones who are quitting are not showing up. The ones who are really quitting are not showing yeah, up. Yeah, we don't see them. Right. Yeah, you yeah, don't, yeah, we don't you, see them. You don't see the, the real quitters. Yeah, yeah. You see the people who got I'm, over. There part might be a true. little bit of arrogance and confidence. Like, I don't know. Like, this is one of the greatest trainers on the planet. Right. And I don't know if you give him a person that he can't condition and train that person to train their choices to be the right choices. I don't, man. It's like, I, I wonder. Would I let that person into my clan? No, would that no, person I be part of my community? Yeah, of course, like right out. You know, <laughs> yeah, skater. Yeah, no, no, but it's like, I, I wonder how much of this is, is, is if we're talking about that, that core thing, it's like, do you want to be a victim or do you want to take responsibility for yourself? That's a big, big choice. Yeah. And I, dude, I thought I was a full responsible, like I'm taking control of my life in 2019. Come 2020, I realized I had a lot of a lot more bitch and a lot more victim mindset in me than I realized. Me too. And over over the <laughs> yeah. last two years, I mean, I, like as I've gone through this, I had to root that out. But that was I'd already made that choice, and yeah. now it's getting the stuff out. It's a different thing, though. You know, I I I, I don't totally disagree with you. There are some people I think that aren't gonna aren't gonna do it. So I had that aha moment. Like I think I would probably say. I'm, I'm better equipped for survival through years of training. But like I said, average guy right. prior to going into to soft and getting trained by exceptional people. Right. Right. But something in me wo- drove me there, yeah. you know, to do it. I, I, I love it. I'm going to I'm going to talk about Matt Larson a couple times. F- first is because he does this great. He, he says this great um, you, thing. Yeah. If you don't know who Matt Larson is, uh, Google it. Um, but fantastic uh, instructor came up with the Modern Army Combatives Program. But just a, an amazing philosophical right. individual, fun fun guy to listen to and talk to, and um, and I've had a lot of deep conversations with him. Currently teaching our best and brightest at, at West Point. At yeah. West Point. At West Point. Um, and, and I'm the telling warrior you, warrior spirit. The most recent video that he put out, it's 
got to see it. Like, yeah. it's him speaking to West Point cadets on the mat, and it's very deep and philosophical, but every I agree with 100% of what that individual says. And so he'd do the speech when he talks about sheepdogs. He says, hey, there, there are, there's wolves, there's sheepdogs, uh, you know, and there are sheep. And he said the common misconception is that sheepdogs protect sheep because they like sheep. He's like, sheepdog don't give a shit about sheep. He, they, they, he, they, if anything, a sheep, sheep are a minor annoyance yeah. to sheepdog. They do it because they love the shepherd. They don't love sheep. They love the shepherd. Right. But here in this analogy, he's, the shepherd, is, he's talking about fighters, at least when he was talking to us. Yeah. He's like, you are a protector right. naturally. You are a person who would, even in, in the absence of somebody to protect, right. you would seek out something to protect because that's you naturally inside your right. core. That's, that's speaking to what you're saying, which means some people, it's in their core, they would do it. Yeah. And, and in the absence of, you know, um, in, in, in dire situation where I had to survive, I'm still going to... Those are the people who are going to show up here because they're going to they're going to seek right. to do things even that it's not even if it's not a desperate situation. Yeah. So he was what he was um, saying was like you're the kind of person that would seek to achieve whether there was a reason to or not because it's naturally in you. And it, but there are some people who are, are unlike that. But he's like most of the people who stay in martial arts that's because it's because they love the shepherd, not because they yeah. want to fight somebody it's yeah. because they want the discipline and then i was talking about earlier with tim saying like for people like us who are involved in martial arts right. or in shooting sports or in defensive training or in prepping for these survival situations we take it like a pill we take it like a vitamin yeah. it's no different than any other nutrition or any other supplement that you might take to enhance whatever it is you want to do which means we are, we aren't at that high highest level of Maslow's period where you're at, where you're delving into self actualization like some detached celebrity out there that you can't you know it's because we dose ourselves with survivability situations, which means we put ourselves in uncomfortable situations or we put ourselves out in the wilderness or we put ourselves you're doing it now yeah. with a ranch where you're forcing yourself to raise livestock yeah. where you're forcing yourself to dig wells where you're prepping because you don't have to. I mean, you, you're going to pay the price if you don't, right. but you certainly don't have to. You yeah, have a society a that would, would do it. It's a choice, yeah. but part of you does it because you love the shepherd in that sense, meaning like you're keeping yourself sharp because I, mean, I don't want to get, you know, like this is making sense is what I'm saying is like we take martial arts like we take a medicine because we put ourselves into physiological need state where somebody will choke you unconscious right? We don't have to do it, but we do it because we're, it keeps we're, us we're from getting, to do it. yeah, we elected to do it. So we don't get to the dangerous point where self-actualization is the only thing we seek. And because we, we know somewhere out on the horizon that may not be realistic, but then maybe that guy that in that instance doesn't, yeah. you know, he doesn't have any sense of that and all he, all he can't live outside of his own self-actualization. Whereas some people are equipped to. So I, I kind of agree and kind of disagree. I yeah. kind of agree that there are people like that. You're not going to change, yeah. but there's probably people like that where, where like Tim said, where I could sit down and explain that and, and, they show and understand. Here, I have almost no doubt. You're right that they can, yeah. if they've made it here, yeah, they can go the rest of the way. Yeah. But I, I think I've talked yeah. to people too in the past where you, where other people might have said to them, you know, that guy's 
yeah, he's dead weight. He's long gone. There's, you're not going to convince him. And I was like, mostly I say it's probably because nobody ever took the time to explain it to him on his terms. So there are people that you could probably bring into the fold talking to the term, but, but then you, like, like we were talking about those individuals earlier, like we are deciding whether or not they're worthy of being in our community, you know, so we're kind of in selection phase ourselves, but there's probably more people that are, that are more worthwhile, but it, it takes effort on our part to do it. And you're like, Hey, is that effort I'm going to expend? You know, the, uh, the, the rabbit hole of preparation, you know, like is endless. Yeah, it is, is, which is really cool. Oh, the other, the other thing I was going to say about my, Matt Larson, that's to this point is as soon as COVID hit, he made a post. He's like, I'm over at my brother's house. I think it was his brother and he's making wagon wheels. He's teaching me how to make a wheel without rubber, you know, like basically, <laughs> you know, forge a, right. a, like a straight up wagon wheel. And I immediately looked at the post and said, shit, I don't know how to make a wagon wheel. Man. I got to learn how to make a wagon wheel. You know, I was like, holy crap. You know, I was like, uh, people are prepping on another level. Like I, I was like thinking like tents, sleeping bags, like that level food and all that stuff. And yeah. I was like, this dude's out here learning how to make wagon wheels. I got to yeah. get my shit together. You know, like I got to learn how to do. So that was like when my eyes kind of opened and I said, yeah, man, people are really preparing in a way, you know, like what am I going to do if there aren't any wheels on my cart? You know, that kind of thing. So the, the basic, the most basic from let's say 1930 to 1960, the development that happened in making our life simple. Right. Now, from 1970 to current, no one knows how to do. Yeah. Nobody knows how to fix yeah. a motor. Yeah. Nobody knows how. You know, like, That's exactly what I thought when I saw. I was like, yeah. I have no All idea. All the tacit like, knowledge of industrialization shifted to China in the last 40 years. Yeah. No yeah. doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And, right. Uh, right. Do you know what the first thing that China or anyone would do? is take away that technological advantage that we have and we would be helpless for a short period things would get very nasty yeah. no doubt watching people in some of the places i've been to in the past couple of years take like red bull cans and trim the aluminum to make fins that they take the cardboard of the inside of a toilet paper that they put a grenade inside of and then yeah. slide the fins to attach right. that to a drone yeah. mm-hmm. That's what's happening. And like, there'd be a a really sharp learning curve, would lose a lot of people. Uh, But I I worry that it's that that curve is going to be too sharp and that we would lose too too sharp for what? I don't know, for America to be America. I I hate to say it, man. Uh, I think I think that ship's already sailed. Mm. Like, I think the America that we grew up with. I don't know when it died, how it died. I think it's gone, and I think what I think the the that battle's been I think being waged for longer longer than I realized. When I woke up and realized it was on, I was like, "Oh shit!" Could you hear that? Yeah, well, I, as you're talking, thunder. huge thunder, Texas yeah. thunder oh, in the background. That would have been perfect uh, accent. Like, that would have been the perfect yeah. accent. To and and dude, I grieved for that, like it was for the illusions I had and the the. Um, but I'll tell you in a weird way. Um, uh, I'm actually sort of excited, not about that. I've accepted the reality that the America that we grew up with and the the, the is gone. I actually think um, we, ha- we there's going to be some degree of chaos and spiciness coming that's mm. unavoidable. It could be you know not too bad, and it could be really really bad. I think co- on the other side, there's a different and a new America that can grow out of that. Yeah. Um, what it will I look like, I, I don't know. Who knows, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, dude, it, it, it there's, it, 
You know how it meant you get fat and happy and lazy, there comes a reckoning. You know, yeah. you have enough debt, you the bill is due, and the bill is due now in America. Yeah. On the far it's side. Reality. I, the paradigm's going to switch, but it's what will it switch to? Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and how difficult is the transition? That, that's, that's true of all human history. I mean, they all, it it know, all runs in cycles. You, you can go back and look at it, and you can look at it and, and say it's, you know, and, and point to the points in history where there were giant, you know, massive switches. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's inevitable. I agree. It's, America went from republic to empire at some point, and the empire is now is in a phase of collapse. Yeah, how how bad it collapsed, what it collapses to, what comes out of it are all very open questions. I'm with you. I'm trying to guide it a certain. I'm trying to live it a certain way and help others live it that way and guide it a certain way mm. um, to something that looks ultimately. I would be awesome would be kind of like the uh, the original America but with you know a lot more technology like I like air conditioning you know <laughs> yeah, like yeah. stuff like that I don't want all that but like where most people our lives are for the most part people who are close to us physically close to us familiarly close close to us culturally close to us we uh, we rely on each other we help each other we live together in a way that is supportive and and generative because yep. God knows man like we're not there right now as a on the, culture on the far, like to, to end on a positive note. Um, it is the most rewarding life to live this way. Like I it am, can be. I am so happy and I'm so safe and my family is so you know, like eating the best uh, food oh. that you can get on the planet. Uh -huh. You know, like the cleanest water that you can get, like the, the, the stuff that goes into my family's body is the best, the preventative med. I do not know. And I cannot think, the last time from my two-year-old to my seven-year-old to my to my big girls in college the last time any of us have been sick mm -hmm. i can't remember and um that will the 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 happiness the enjoyment the fulfillment the satiation like all of those things like this life this prepared to not prepared type life of being um always pushing the envelopes and struggling and and it is so rewarding so I know this is kind of like a heavy topic, you know, we're doomsday for a yeah. moment, but on the far side of whatever that is going to be that, whatever that readjustment is like, it can be a beautiful thing, but you have to start preparing now. Yeah. You have well, to, this is what I was talking about. Like about, it's a choice. You've made a choice to accept the reality and go into it and embrace it for what it is. That to me seems like the difference, right? It did, I, my version of that I had to go through, you know, multiple times. Like it wasn't just one moment. It was kind of multiple times. Cause like, man, there's even times now where I'm like, you know, having to fix fences at my ranch. And I'm like, what the fuck, this is horrible. Right. Yeah. On one hand. Right. Yeah. It's kind of the bitch in me and like, I can't I hire this is what, what the higher self is like, shut the fuck up. You yeah, yeah. own a ranch, yeah, yeah. right? You have the ability to do this. Yeah. You are safe. Like, do you want to be the provider and the doer or do you want to be a bitch? Cause it's a choice. Hmm. Like, all right, I'm going to pick the doer and provider, the, the, the sovereign individual. That doesn't mean I can't have help, whatever. But like that, I think that's a, it, you overlook it cause it's so natural to you and easy to you. And, and you've done it so much. You just constantly make that choice. I think a lot of people are waking up to the fact that that is a choice now that they have to make. Start it's choosing. not made for them now. Mm. You've got to decide you want to survive and then do the things necessary. You got to have that mindset shift. And then you got to like, oh, I need to like start carrying a gun and I've got to learn how to use it properly. And I've got to learn Amen. how not to use it. And I've got to learn what a knife is. And I've got to learn medicine and I've yeah, got yeah. To all these things. These are yeah. not, 
automatics, man. Yeah, like uh, like how we say it also in the class, the Cooper quote, where you're uh, you're no more a marksman because you have a gun than you are a musician because you have a guitar. Yeah, like so th that's the other thing, and that's just what we're trying to do. So the only my only argument, my only counter argument to most of what you say, because I agree wholeheartedly about there's a paradigm, there's a shift coming. Like it's out on the horizon. There's always, you know, like winter is coming, uh, yeah. you know. So um, it's 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 happening. Um, but then again, uh, maybe I maybe I got the blinders on because at the end of these classes, when I sit here and I sit surrounded by 40 people oh, who are committed to it, totally, it, it changes. It, it pulls me back in a little bit, and I say, you know what? There, it is still the promise. The Dude, American I'm promise optimistic. is still there. You know, I'm short-term so, very pessimistic. I, I just, but like Tim said, optimistic. I just work to surround myself with yeah. those people. You know, eventually, totally. and hope that the rest of them eat themselves and um, you know disappear. You know, that would be. But the I, I do. I get. I get renewed uh, investment in in America when I get surrounded by those people and. They're from every walk of life. Especially you know I mean? like like in Protector too. You get like, like smaller people, dudes or, or or women or people who aren't good at this, but then like they just don't quit. Like, yeah, they just don't quit. I'm gonna like they get beat up by you yeah, yeah. or Tim or whoever, and yeah. they keep coming and they're terrible shots at day one. Great by yeah, yeah. then, or at least good enough by the end yeah. of day three. Yeah, yeah. I totally because that that you should be optimistic. I forget the name of the guy. I mean, I wish I could remember it, but uh, a famous basketball coach who said like the uh, like effort only truly releases its rewards. When an individual refuses to quit, I think John that, wouldn't. Yeah, wouldn't. Wouldn't said that. So like, you gotta refuse to quit yeah. for anything to be worthwhile. Yeah. And um, and I agree with that. I don't think it's. It and it makes it. And it's. And it, it's a beautiful thing. It I mean, doesn't right? take a lot of people. Yeah. It, it yeah. takes maybe five to ten percent of the population to start thinking like this and acting this way. And that will. I think that tips the scales. Yeah. Seriously. We're on our way. That people are waking up. And yes. and I have. I agree. I second. There, there. I have hope that seeing all of the people that come through these doors and, and the force multiplication, we're truly taking the soft model and putting it into trying to um, put the responsibility on the individual. Realizing, you know, like, there's so many other people out there doing it. You got John McPhee, you got Mike Glover, uh -huh. you know, you have Johnny Primo, you have um, Safeguard Medical, you have like lots of these great groups out there. Um, you know, Evan Haver, Matt Best, Black Rifle, the, like all those guys subscribe and um, Andy Stumpf. Like I just go on and on and on in this building, mm -hmm. Jeff Gonzalez, still perpetuating the same dream of knowing that it's not too late to shift a couple of degrees so you don't hit that iceberg. Um, give us some, well, if you've never checked out Tucker's books, you absolutely should. They're not about survival. <laughs> they're, they're not, about they're survival. not. They're the opposite. They're, kind of a, they're, they're, the, opposite. they're just the worst. They're about the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They are hilarious though. Yeah. Like you have yeah, a fun great. read. They're yeah. amazing. Um, and it's been really cool. I'm, I'm, uh, I consider us friends yes. and it has been neat to watch a transformation in real time. Yeah. Um, like I drank the Kool-Aid a long time ago, yeah. mm -hmm. and I've I've taken these pills hard, and I've believed it. I've tried to live it, and then watching, you know, like not that I had anything to do with your choice, but mm -hmm. watch just externally watching you start making these choices of how you're going to train, how you're going to shoot, what you're going to do with your family, where you're going to live, like all those things. It's it's inspiring on this side, being like, it my is, man. Thank you. It my is man. cool. It is yeah. cool when you you figured out early. And like it's pretty cool watching other people catch it. I'm I'm in the same position as yeah. you, except many many years behind. But I'm starting to watch some of my and friends. And now you're forced multiplying. Right, who are starting to be like yeah. moving out to dripping, buying ranches, thinking, coming to train yeah. with you guys, yeah. Yeah. digging like, that mm -hmm. that well just a little digging, bit deeper, digging well, putting in rainwater capture, yep. starting to figure it out. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. awesome. Give us a uh, parting words. Uh, you know, like uh, I'll go back to what I said. Like it, you really have to go to the old adage that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Like if you if you're if you're thinking uh, 
uh, if you're not thinking about the future and just taking it a little by little, um, you're always going to be behind the curve. If you're thinking about the now, you can't live in the now. You've got to look a little out on the horizon. But I like to tell everybody, even in our training, like you have to do that with some, you have to sprinkle in a little practical application because you do, you can't burn the candle at both ends. You do have to take time to look around, be thankful for the things that you have, be thankful for the people that you get to meet and, and work with. And so don't be afraid to take a breath every once in a while and come up. I, I ran uh, the Ironman one time in my life. It was one of the it was very rewarding but very horrible experience, you know. <laughs> but I challenged myself to do it, and I did it. And I, I, I did it with charity, and I got to meet um, uh, a guy who was a celebrity, and um, he was on a um, – Gosh, I can't remember the name of the TV show, but it was some celebrity, and he was in the charity pack that was with us, and he had done it many times. The guy was a stud. And I said, hey, do you got any advice before we start this thing? And he said, yeah, don't look at your wheel the whole time. He said, uh, you know, like, you're going to be giving it your all. But he's like, you see that guy over there? He's like, you're not going to beat him. Those guys are going to finish this hours before you do. He's like, you're not going to win it. But if you look at your wheel the whole time and you never looked up to see the thing and really enjoyed it, but he's like, what are you wasting your time here for? And I was like, Beautiful. great advice. And this wow. was in Florida, and he's right. I looked up, and I was like, man, we're, right, we're racing through orange groves, and I saw all the beautiful people around me, all this stuff like it. And he was right. So, so my advice to you is don't look at your wheel the whole time. Yeah. You know, Look up and enjoy life for sure, and then just prepare to make sure it lasts as long as it should. I love you. Yeah, thanks, man. You're amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, let us know what you want us to talk about. Let us know uh, how, if the, you think Tucker's dumb, if uh, what the, he said is insane. Uh, <laughs> be the first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, get in the comment section and just, like, let us know. We definitely are, are, are listening. Uh, share with everybody that you know. We, we, are, we are preaching the gospel, and if you find other people that are preaching the same gospel, definitely share those messages because we're just trying to adjust the boat a few degrees so we don't slam into this iceberg or we just hit it the right degree in the right angle so we don't all don't sink um this is about violence podcast yeah and this was apocalypse thank you guys